welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the Real Housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and thank you so much for joining me for another brand new episode. Thank you so much for your lovely comments about last week's episode with Elizabeth Day. And if you're new around here, there are lots more great episodes for you to go back and discover. So thank you for all the lovely messages about that. And just in general, it's lovely when people say, oh, like I look forward to this on a Tuesday or, or, you know, it's kind of a highlight of my Tuesday because I'm the same at podcasts. There's certain shows that come out on certain days and they do, like there's ones that I will listen to kind of in the start of the, my morning on the day they come out and some I'll kind of keep for lunchtime or dinner. Like podcasts are like a big part of my routine. So it's lovely to hear similar from you guys who listen as well. I'm very excited for you to hear this week's guest, Gracie O'Connell, who had lots to say about Real Housewives at Beverly Hills. I know some people maybe don't love when I do an episode just based on one show, but I love hearing how people have kind of come to the franchise over the last while. And then one of the ways they've done that is by discovering Beverly Hills on Netflix. There are more seasons of Beverly Hills coming to Netflix in April, so I have a feeling we might have some more new fans arrive our way in the next while, which I'm all about because... As far as I'm concerned, the more that watch Housewives on this side of the world, the better. I should give you a little heads up as well. I really love this episode and I think it's a hoot, but I did have some sound issues. Um, just like kind of levels are a little bit too high on both mics, like myself included. So I have played around with it in post. I think I fixed it, but sound wise, it may be a little bit off a couple of times throughout this episode. So if that does happen when you're listening to it, I apologize. Um, I really like to hold myself to a really high standard. We're doing audio but I'm also recording a podcast by myself during a pandemic. So it is not a studio setup where things can kind of be fixed really easily. So I've done my best. Hopefully it sounds fine. But if it does seem a bit different, I apologize. And I will work on making sure it sounds even better next time. But you know what? The interview is so much fun that I don't think you'll mind that much, hopefully. So without any further ado, here is the lovely and amazing Gracie O'Connell on Housewives and Me. My guest today is an Irish makeup artist who has a very loyal following thanks to her amazing product reviews and, of course, the fact that she serves face every single time she posts something. She is amazing. I'm very excited to welcome the one and only Gracie O'Connell to Housewives and Me. Hi, Gracie. How are you? Thank you so much. What an intro. Oh, my God. My head won't fit through the door. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So we do have a, a, a huge Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fan in our midst today. So I, I have to ask the obvious question. How did you get into Real Housewives? Okay, so let's be clear to everyone listening. I am only here because my boyfriend and his mom were busy. That's who Connor originally wanted. (laughs) They're the real Real Housewives fans. Admittedly, I am a Sunshine fan. I'm a bandwagoner. I'm a that girl that was locked in her room for a year and found the first two seasons on Netflix and thought she had found (laughs) Jesus. Um, So I'm very new to the Real Housewives show and the franchise but man, Beverly Hills, it's just, it's, it's perfection. It's everything that I wanted and more. So Beverly Hills is just perfection to me. Like I grew up with the simple life, girls of the Playboy Mansion, you know, your newlyweds and the Osbournes. Um, so I loved reality TV and, and specifically like American reality TV growing up. That kind of fell off for me when I was a little bit older. I didn't have a TV for ages in college. So I just didn't really get into it when it was becoming such a big thing. And so then it came onto Netflix and I'm like, you know what? Like, I'll give it a go, whatever. It's probably not really going to be my thing anymore, but I'll give it a go. Holy Jesus. It's like Desperate Housewives meets Dynasty. I mean, there, there's tons of reasons why I love it. Um, but I, yeah, I, I really just got into it from Netflix, like a lot of other people. Netflix were very clever, right? Because they dropped two seasons of a couple of franchises. They just salt bayed a bit of Real Housewives into everyone's <laughs> living room and knew that you'd be coming back for more for the night TV subscription, which yes, I did. <laughs> I think it's so, so interesting you brought up those American reality shows of the early 2000s because I grew up watching those as well. And I do think there's something really, um like there is a huge part, like obviously Real Housewives actually kind of started around that time, but there's something with Beverly Hills. It harkens back to those reality shows that we all grew up on that were so far removed from our, like just bigger houses and like family dramas set against this really lavish backdrop. So I think you've, there's a weird sense of nostalgia when you watch Beverly Hills sometimes. I think a lot of us, and, and Vicky touched on this in a previous podcast with you, that like a lot of us have this real obsession with the States, right? Because everything's bigger and everything's a little bit kooky and they're all, you know, it's it's called La La Land for a reason, right? So mm-hmm. there's this mad display of wealth, these mansions and pools, women that have 
arguably no sense of self-awareness but I love it you know they go on a journey there's scandal and drama and there's usually a redemption arc right but I was thinking like as someone who did watch all of these kind of shows growing up like um the Osbournes and whatever flavor of love whatever simple life there's actually so many like cultural references and name drops that I think are you might argue but I think are so specific to the Beverly Hills franchise that seems so topical now as someone in 2021 so you have like you know the Hadid connection the Hilton connection the Kardashians even like um you know references to like Nicolette Sheridan OJ Simpson Michael Bolton there's all these things that you're like wow I kind of know about that from a podcast or something that I read online and and it kind of it's so funny to see how interconnected they all are somewhere so far away like Beverly Hills it's so interesting to me I love it that's so true and it's funny it just makes you realize as well it's not unlike like there's a cliche about say Ireland and all Irish people know each other which isn't true really but there are a sense that like certain groups of like our generations of Irish people kind of know of each other and know friends of friends and sometimes I watch Housewives and I'm like oh my god like they're connected to that weird like Sarah Aaron Foster David Foster the Kardashians the Kardashian Jenner <laughs> like there's these weird pockets of like wealth and a certain level of celebrity in LA where they are kind of all in each other's pockets and the shows then kind of come in and give you a peek inside that world it's so it's so interesting even with like you know Denise Richards Charlie Sheen and, and the Nicolette Sheridan it's like this incestuous love triangle or some some shape I don't even know the name of and it's it's really funny to see how interconnected they can be but I I just think it's great and actually when I watched you know the first season I think we were like 30 seconds into the intro and it was like Jiggy (laughs) R.I.P. first of all um it was Jiggy who was like handed literally a platter of like a breakfast platter on a bed and I was like you know what I I think I'm in good hands here I think I'm gonna get on with this tv show it you know I, I was I was in the right place as someone who's born to be a palm mom and destined to be a palm mom I just I knew I was watching the right show and it's actually funny because like, I think I told you this before that my boyfriend, um, I was, so I was sitting uh, absolutely hung over to bits on my sofa over Christmas. And I had been watching the Beverly Hills franchise and loving it. And mm-hmm. my boyfriend's sisters had kind of tried to get me into, I think it was Orange County. And mm-hmm. I just, I was like, mm, it's not really clicking with me at the time. This was like two years ago. And I'm sitting there watching a random episode in New York. I wasn't really like committed to it just yet, but it was, it was, it came on Netflix my boyfriend walks in and he's like, oh, that's crazy Ramona with, with the mad eyes and the Pinot Gris <gasps> show. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, I, <laughs> like, I thought you just watched the Grand Tour and, you know, the rugby on the TV. And he's like, oh yeah, crazy Ramona. So he actually grew up with the Real Housewives in the sitting room because his mom was obsessed. And it was wow. so funny because she was probably, like, she's like Louise McSharry, right? She's a diehard vet, was watching this for years. I remember saying it to her randomly a couple of months ago. I was like, I'm watching this show on TV. You should watch it. It's called Real Housewives. And she looks at me like, <laughs> this this child. Like, okay, like, whatever. She's like, welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, where have you been? Step your pussy up. Like, you, you should have been talking to me about this 10 years ago. So it's, just, it's so funny how um, how many Irish people love it. You're right, too. Actually, you mentioned earlier the uh, like something that Vicky brought up that I, I do think of. There's a weird... And I don't know if it's my generation, broadly speaking, like this Irish fascination with like California and California adjacent stuff like the hills and everybody buying stuff to look like Lauren Conrad and Abercrombie and Fitch and the OC and all that stuff. And there is something about like Housewives of Beverly Hills in particular. I feel like it's the show for grownups whose teen years were spent with those kind of shows. Do you know what I mean? Like it's totally in that vein. Massively. And I also think there's something kind of refreshing about seeing like a woman in her maybe 30s, 40s and 50s like that, you know, Mm -hmm. with the glam, with the wealth, with the rich plastic surgeon husband. It's like, I don't want to say aspirational, but it's kind of like we're all kind of bored of watching really hot 20 year olds that make us feel kind of a little bit under accomplished or like we haven't really (laughs) achieved much. But you kind of see someone like LVP in her in her 50s and you're like, do you know what? Give myself a few years. I might get to that level if I meet the right person at the right time. We'll see. I still have a few years left in me to to be that rich and that stunning. But yeah, it's just it's like a whole other it's nearly like it's voyeuristic in a way like you're just watching a whole other world and it's fabulous. And then the glam, 
Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it must be said, the glam in the confessionals and the reunion is just otherworldly. I could I could watch it all day. It wasn't always like that. See, I was going to ask you that because you, so you've watched all 10 seasons or like you've watched right up to what we have now, haven't you? You've seen everything. Yeah, fully, fully up to speed. I consumed it. I absolutely consumed it. I couldn't stop. I couldn't. I couldn't turn it off. The voice notes back and forth to me and my best friend who I got in, I got her into it at the same time. It was like all consuming. Loved it. That's what I wanted to ask you about actually, because I do think there's, there's something about the amount of people I've spoken to either on the show or just in general, who've watched like 10 years of this show in like six months. I'm curious, like, what have you noticed that changes as it goes on? And how has your relationship with any of the characters on the show changed as you've watched it as well? Oh, massively. And I'm sort of, I'm probably a little bit hot and cold and flippant with a lot of the housewives where I feel like one season, I'm such a huge fan of them. They'll do one thing and I'm like, oh my God, they're the worst person in the world. So, but I think that that's also what happens when you watch it in the way that I did, right? When you consume so much of it in a short space of time, you don't really, and it's it's a bit of a pity to be honest, but you don't really go through the same journey with them. Maybe that's someone who is a long-term fan does, but it also just makes it super exciting because it's like so fast paced. Um, so yeah, my, my opinion on the housewives have, have definitely changed over time. Um, except for Kyle, I've never been a fan of Kyle, which, which we'll get into, but the, the journey of like, even the style is crazy. Like, you know, you have LVP, who's this matriarch, she's Machiavellian. And, and I say that unlike Camille Grammer, who like really doesn't know how to string a sentence together with her English lit degree. Um, but she is <laughs> like, she's, she's this, like, I mean, she, LVP would be in the crib of Christmas, really, wouldn't she? But we love her for it. And I think it's interesting about Lisa because her fashion improves, but her sense of style stays the same. She doesn't really try and change it up. She knows her body. She knows the shapes that she wants to accentuate. And she's very much, her style is like, you know, I'm the CEO. I own 51% of this company. It's tits and ass, but it's like very British tits and ass. Like it's classy. Um, and then you've got the initial custom cuffs and, and shirts. Like I just, I live for that with the little Demonte jewel moment. Love it. Yeah, I think you've nailed it about LVP in particular, who, yeah, you can just see, it's like a refinement of an aesthetic she had at the start of the show that she just buffs and buffs and buffs as more money comes in. And as she would admit to herself, she gets a bit more work done, like she'll have fillers or whatever. But like, it's always signature LVP versus like, you know, Dorit came on with a lot of, like you know strong and bold fashion looks but has become even more of a fashion plate and obviously Erica started out quite specific and has almost become a parody of herself in a way that I enjoy and you can see how like say Kyle in particular has really tried to step up the fashion so like it is funny when you watch a lot of it how the fashion evolves and it becomes a competition amongst the other women I love how you said Kyle tries to step it up, but you didn't say it. You did not say it, that she succeeded. Well. I, I'm reading between all of those lines, Connor. Um, yeah, it is. It's it's interesting, even with, with the reunions, right? Like I was looking back from, say, season one to five and the reunion outfits are like real church mom vibes, right? It's like yeah. a light and gold brown smoky eye that's very you know very subdued a peachy glossy nude lip and the aim seems to really just be like how many diamonds can I fit on my my chest that's really it like it's just like (laughs) I just want to wear big necklaces um but and I actually so in prep for this I pinpointed four examples of what I feel are um very demonstrative of just how low the stakes were for the glam in the earlier seasons oh wow um oh yeah we are coming at you with point bullet point a b c always receipts <laughs> o'clock baby receipts o'clock i am like ken printing out the photocopies of the text messages between Teddy and, and uh, Lisa's staff member. Like, <laughs> yes, because it, it really does show like when you're watching it in such a short space of time, the change in the glam and the journey that it takes for not just one housewife, but all of them really does show like, wow, you really weren't even trying in the beginning. Like I have here, like Kim now as much of a hot mess as Kim is anyway, showing up at Dana's game night, having done her makeup in the car, crying it all off, Kyle fixing it. And then Kim is demanding that she puts false eyelashes on her in this climate. (laughs) Like, and it just, it's so funny because I really don't think if you watched any of the housewives in season 10 or 11 coming up that any of them 
would show up to an event in one of the one of the women's houses without a full beat like not an yeah. eyelash would be hanging off but it's gas because actually when I was watching that I was like I really miss nights out in the bathroom in in the night in the local nightclub when you'd be like crying your makeup off and a girl would be helping you at the sink like just a random oh, yeah. girl it was very that but um you know you just wouldn't see that now even with like Pandora's wedding like Camille is getting ready for for Pandora's wedding and she dead serious as a heart attack uses an 80 piece Argos catalog palette I'm gonna have to send you a picture of this um, when we get off because it's those like black plastic makeup sets that like fold in on each other that you got with your communion money and there's like there's a 70 euro Armani foundation beside her which is fine that's exactly what I would expect Camille Grammer to have on her vanity and she just picks up this tiny little lip gloss applicator wand and is like yeah I'm just getting I'm like excuse me for a wedding that would never that would never happen nowadays on Real Housewives yeah. it wouldn't even with Pandora's wedding itself like I know it was a it was a gag and it was a joke that like LVP had um had organized for one makeup artist to do the, the bridal party and even though it was a joke the, the the girls were like yeah that's fine we can do our base that's okay and I'm like excuse like did Ke- <laughs> did Kevin or Lisa agree on this. I don't know, but like that would never happen. And I actually, in part of doing my homework, I actually looked up those three makeup artists, the tri- the sisters on Instagram. Oh my God. Just to like cross compare to, you know, some of the makeup artists like Scott Barnes that we see in later series. So if anybody that's listening would like to look Corey, Kelsey and Kaylee up, they are at triplet living on Instagram. They have not posted since about 2017 they all have their own individual um (laughs) instagram pages now they're all like graphic designer turned dog groomer turned mom and have bible verses in their instagram profiles so like i you know what i mean like the stakes were so low it was like they just put out an ad on craigslist and were like can someone do pandora's makeup for her wedding like they did not care this is almost like a call call out podcast you were like and if you want to look them up honey and you were like let me give you the names i was like i'm kind of reading a little bit i love it (laughs) triplet living look them up because if you look them up compared to scott barnes who has a little blue tick verified badge beside his name it's just crazy like the 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 idea of a celebrity makeup artist or a high profile makeup artist just apparently wasn't a thing for doing your makeup on on your wedding day in season one or two and then you've Kyle humbling all of us using sponge tip applicators for her her <laughs> eyeshadow and and also what Kyle does is she has the same person in the earlier seasons doing both her hair and her makeup which isn't a bad thing but to me it's kind of like you know two for one like she was just hanging about with a with a pair of curling tongs and she had a makeup kit as well like it wasn't you know there's not as much thought put into I'm gonna get a hairstylist and a makeup artist and it's a whole whole thing I think you've hit on something interesting there as well in that there is a marked contrast in say like almost up until season four or five and then later years where like the kind of cottage industry of stylist makeup artist hair people who by the way are all super talented and deserve the work and deserve the shine and it's great to see people getting gigs but it is that idea that even for a quote-unquote reality show where you know things are meant to be happening organically and it's meant to be I'm just meeting so-and-so for dinner there's a sort of nod to the fact that I'm going to be on television I am on tv on a show that is about high octane glamour so I need to have a glam squad for not just the reunion but every other kind of thing I do on camera which actually didn't really happen on the earlier seasons and it is funny to think that now some of the stuff you're saying like the idea that someone would do their hair and their makeup like I just that would actually look really unusual now because we're so used to them getting their face done while someone is doing their hair or while a big time hairstylist arrives with a wig like in Lisa Rinna's case like it is funny to think that like there was a time where it actually was a little bit more low maintenance almost totally and also that maybe that all of the housewives up until, like you said, probably five or six, their style and their their makeup style and everything, their, their whole overall styling looked so similar that you maybe didn't really know if there was just like 
one on-set makeup artist for all of them (laughs) or if they did it themselves like you know there was nothing that really stood out about their style back in the day and it's so funny watching it now that you're like I mean I know it's older and and a lot of things look dated when we watch them back from five six to to ten years ago but wow like the the difference is really there I mean except for Kyle I'm sorry I just I I cannot cope with Kyle Richards I can't explain tell me why I will (laughs) I have thoughts feelings and emotions so Kyle Richards is the equivalent of um that like Shannon sketch on Instagram like I'm a mother and a dog groomer and a small business owner on the lower Kimmage road but Kyle Richards is that like I'm a mother you know and like my kids are my world um she just tries so hard every time and still gets it so wrong now I don't know if I'm the only one who thinks this because I talk to people on Insta, like I talk to people that follow me on Instagram and you know I, I post a little bit about Real Housewives on my Instagram especially as I was watching it so we would have the chats back and forth but Kyle seems to get quite mixed reviews with, with people they're like no I think her style is great and then others are like no it doesn't do it for me but I can I can already predict what Kyle is going to wear at an event or on a confessional it's a bodycon dress it's 2021 and we are still wearing a bandage bodycon dress I mean her body is stunning she's gorgeous but like is there any other fabric or shape that you have I don't think so um it's animal print she loves a diddly animal print and it's statement drop earring always a big earring why the style it just doesn't evolve she tries it when cutting her hair and like a tiny little bit and and it just it doesn't evolve and do you know what I was thinking there's a scene where Teddy arrives um on the scene and and Teddy is asking her because obviously Kyle has like this fashion boutique right absolutely nothing in it I wouldn't even take it for free half the stuff in her shop I'd be like no you're grand um Mauricio remember when Mauricio was like to Lisa Renna oh yeah you can just buy something from Kyle's shop and, and bill me I would be fuming. I'd be like, give me 20 euro in the card next year instead. Thanks. Yeah, buy um, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, buy what? You're grand. But Teddy arrives and she, I think they're going to like New York Fashion Week or something. And Teddy says to Kyle, like, you know, like, can you mentor me and like help me and like dress me and, and pick some clothes out for me? Because, you know, I really have no idea what I'm doing. And Kyle's like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, this is like the blind leading the blind. <laughs> like, <laughs> of all the people to be asking for, she, you know, she really thinks that she's doing bits. You know, she shows up to Berlin in this like busty shirt and blazer and thought that she was being edgy. And then you've got Lisa Rinna in a sexy PVC trench coat beside her. Kyle is like, if Bergheim had had an A-Ware or H&M collection. Like, that, she's terrible. <laughs> and does this mainly extend to her fashion choices or her as a character on the show? Because I think you've hit on something very interesting that some people just see Kyle as the Beverly Hills housewife and they root for her so much. And then I feel like a lot of long-term viewers are like, oh, Kyle, like, get over. Like, particularly now that I think she wants to be the sort of center of things because Lisa Vanderpump is out of the frame. I think you're right. People are very half and half when it comes to Kyle. Well, well, because also she's the last remaining OG now that LVP is gone. So it kind of seems like a natural progression. And in a way, yes, like I don't, I think that she has a, place on the show of course and I think she kind of you know she makes sense in the storylines but the issue that I have with Kyle is often I'm like shit or get off the toilet Kyle like she will try and start drama or try and get offended about something and then the minute that someone a little bit maybe stronger in their argument punches back at her she starts crying and she's like, I can't take it. I can't take it. And, and the hands start shaking. She's like, I hate fighting. Like, I remember, this is quite an old reference, but when she was talking to Taylor and Russell, when she had one of the first white parties that was on the show, she was like, you can't come. They arrived on the front garden. And she's like, you can't come. I don't want you here. Like, I don't think that it's right for you to be here. And she was all, you know, giving it socks. Like someone put 50p in Kyle Richards in that moment. And then the minute that it was turned back on her, she had to get Mauricio involved, to, you know, to the rescue. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't hate Kyle as a character. Um, and I think she makes sense. But I, I just kind of want, there's always times where I want more from her. You know, she just, she seems to pull back a lot and I'm, or she can't handle the drama at times. And it's like, why did you even start it? You know, if you can't finish it. Yeah, exactly. I think the thing about Kyle is, you're right. I think she on some level really wants to be, 
instigating storyline and pushing things forward when when that happens she's like i like and i by the way i do think she actually does have issues anxieties so i understand that but mm. she also does that thing a lot of american reality stars do where they say the word anxiety for everything as well so sometimes i'm like no this isn't like you having an anxiety attack like this other time this is you saying you feel nervous she's like this is just me giving me such bad anxiety i'm like no like you just realized that you were kind of mean in one scene and you don't want to pay a cop to it now like what's going on you know what i mean but like you have you have someone like kyle that is like oh no i hate drama like i can't take it and then you have lisa renna who wakes up and chooses violence every single day of her life so it's just like it's it's whiplash but in the best way and i mean renna is another oh we love we love oh so we like renna i was about to ask because again i think some people really hate how mm. much of a shitster she is whereas i kind of admire that even at her worst she sort of it's a cliche of her saying i own it but i feel like she will sit in what she's done and go I was a dickhead, but hey, I'm doing a TV show, whereas Kyle does run away from it, I think. Yes, massively. And that's kind of what I respect. Now, it's funny when people are like, oh, what housewife do you like? I'm like, I mean, what housewife do I like to watch on TV because it's entertaining? Or what housewife would I like as a friend? You know, there, there's there's a difference. Yeah. And Rena is just such a caricature. And it's funny that you say, and she's so polarizing. Of course she is. Even for me watching her, you know, when I go through this journey with Rena where I'm like, why did you say that? But also then I watch yeah. it unroll and I'm like, I'm so glad you said that. And she does, she shrugs it off and she's like, well, if no one else was going to say it, I was going to say it. And it's gas that you say shitster because I actually, uh, about an hour ago, watched a video of Rena and they, the Bravo actually asked her, do you think you're a shitster? And she goes, <clears throat> I think I'm a truth seeker. <laughs> okay, Socrates. Like, okay. So you're a shit stirrer, but with sprinkles on top. And I, I massively, I respect it. Like she's so explosive. She has no filter and, but she owns it, you know? And whenever I think of Rinna, like I can't, there's some Queens, uh, some, some Queens. Yeah. Well, some, someone watches drag some, race. <laughs> yeah, some, some housewives that I nearly associate with like a drag character. Like for me, Lisa Rinna is your, like your Raven. Like she's, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit, she's fishy. She's blonde. She's not afraid to boot a look. Like she is, she's absolutely wild. And I love how I kind of call her the Madonna of Beverly Hills. Like she's always <laughs> reinventing herself to stay relevant uh, and it's not just the Kabbalah bracelet that she wears in, in the first season. That's, that's not why she's Madonna, but she does like, she's constantly, um, changing up her look, which I think is cool. Um, and yeah, I just, I love her. Don't get me wrong. She's very problematic and she is a shitster. Like there's no two ways about it, but she's not going to piss on you and tell you it's raining. Like she's gonna say, yeah, I did that. And, and as she says, she owns it, you know? Yeah. I think that's, it. That, that's the thing. As you say, it's not, sometimes it's not like, are they a nice person? It's like, is this good TV? And it's like, Lisa Rinna quite often is good TV. So She's like, great TV. And like, how boring would it be if they were all nicey-nicey and talking about the weather? Like, there's a reason Joyce didn't last very long. Yeah, sometimes, exactly. It's like, we're not watching a bunch of mates have a coffee. We're watching a TV show, like, in Beverly Hills. So someone has yeah. to, like, come in and, and put the cat amongst the pigeons, if you will. And mm -hmm. um, I'm curious where you stand, because you mentioned there that obviously early seasons like the uh, glam thing was a bit different and it wasn't as highfalutin and now we're seeing like I think particularly Dorit and Erica really show how much yeah, time sure. and thought is put into it do you think Erica was part of the reason why Beverly Hills took that turn or do you think it was just kind of reality TV in general probably forced them to be a bit more glam mm, no 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 not at all I think Erica is actually the watershed moment for the, the glam in that show it's she's the blueprint and you can pinpoint it you can literally pinpoint it because when Erica comes in and I give I that's why I want to kind of compare it with Rena for an for as an example Rena's style doesn't really change um until she's put alongside Erica or maybe she watches the season that she's just done with Erica on tv and thinks shit she's getting a lot of airtime people online are talking a lot about this girl Erica's style I need to up the ante and I think Erica forces most of the the housewives to sit and and think about that and and really step their game up with the exception of Eileen which I love she's a whole other ball game but I think Erica really is the turning point in in style and her confessionals and the reunions they genuinely get exciting to watch because you can't predict what she's going to wear and next and and you want to see what she's going to wear next you know all the other women are very like 
it's kind of off the rack. Like obviously it's designer and it's expensive clothes, but it's very off the rack. And you know, it's, you get to the point where you're like, I don't want to see any fucking H&M. Like you want to <laughs> see what Erica wears because it's so out there and it's, you know, a, a very carefully constructed image of who both Erica Girardi and Erica Jane are in their glam. Because I think, I think they're actually very different. And I think when you see the confessionals, I look at a look sometimes and I'm like, oh, that's very Erica Girardi. Like she looks like she's going to go for a nice lunch with Tom after, after a business meeting. And then there's sometimes where I'm like, oh, that's very Valley of the Dolls. So it's, it's so interesting. And I think Erica is obviously Dorit as well, who comes, you know, a season or two later, but Erica's just, it's amazing. And she is the inventor of the glam squad. She, no one does it better. I mean, Erica rolls deep when it comes to glam squads. I don't, I mean, I think she still appears to, despite all the speculation about her finances and everything with the divorce. Mm. So we'll see how that pans out in the next season. Like when, when I was looking at the glam squad and I was watching the, the team of people that she has around her, like, you know, so Mikey is obviously kind of head of the glam squad. And when mm-hmm. you first meet him, you're like, oh, he's her stylist. Like he deals with the clothes, but his title on the show is actually creative director. Erica's mm. creative director it's not just a stylist it's and again it ties into like everything is so detail oriented with her and it's you're buying a fantasy really you know you're buying an entire um I own everything kind of character exactly well it's a pop star I mean when they say he's her creative director I'm like everyone kind of goes oh for what but I'm like <laughs> she's a pop star like yeah. pop stars have someone who oversees everything and helps them like you know bring their vision to life and as ridiculous mm-hmm. as it sounds I'm like that is what Erica is doing in her head she's like I'm a pop star on a tv show so I need glam hair my choreographer slash video director slash what are we going to do with it like it's it is hilarious I'm I'm curious too you mentioned that Erica kind of made them all step it up a bit in terms of glamour when it comes to makeup and glam stuff in general do you think on Beverly Hills the women set trends or they follow them that's such a good question I think a little bit of both Right. I mean, obviously they have money and they have, you know, Erica actually says herself in a confessional, I have all the access to the best. What am I going to look like a hag? You know, so of course it's easier to look your best and to quote unquote set trends when you have that kind of money. Right. So I think they definitely do. Um, I also think Dorit maybe follows trends a little bit more. Um, Like I kind of, they're obviously very, very different. But for me, like Dorit is someone who, combines like street style and Instagram style with runway and designer whereas for me Erica combines drag and costume and a little bit of panto with designer and runway so it's very different you know mm-hmm. Erica is like a concept a vision a character and Dorit's like so we're gonna put the Gucci with the Gucci and the Versace with the Versace and it's, it's brand 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 she you know she gets she gets fashion she really does Erica I don't think obviously she cares about brands and she's not going around wearing you know, pre-marché, but Erica, I think, kind of dresses depending on her mood that day and what um, what vision she wants to to look. Uh, whereas Dorit is a little bit more, you know, Valentina, Gigi, um, Good, Simone, Miss Fame. Like it's very. Um... <laughs> I love the drag race; just comes in naturally. I'm like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean. She's like, she's a fashion queen, whereas. Erica is a look queen, but it doesn't always have to be fashion. Like it's it's quite high concept. And when I think yeah. of Erica with queens, I think of like a total mix of like Raja with, you know, her conceptual um, looks mm. mixed with maybe Sharon Needles mixed with the playfulness of like Ariel Versace mixed with the sexiness of Brooklyn Heights. So Erica is a whole all encompassing um, look, but I, I do love, I do love both of them. I really do. They just do it so so differently and Dorit like I mean Dorit has some amazing looks the only difference I feel like with them is I sometimes feel like Dorit is afraid of not looking pretty or gorgeous or stunning Erica doesn't always seem to really care that she looks pretty as long as she looks cool and how she wants to look on that day so like you know you probably wouldn't catch Dorit in a cotton candy pink wig or bright blue and green eyeshadow whereas Erica experiments a little bit more with color in her hair and and in her makeup and it's like literally watching them get ready. It's like watching Erica get ready in, in the RuPaul workroom. It's amazing. I love it. And and that is largely thanks to, you know, her glam squad as well. I mean, I don't know if they'll do another season of RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race, but if Erica Jane was one of the celebs, 
like she'd walk it like she'd win hands down serving you category is the house down shady boots that's and she but she she makes so many references to the balls and drag race and queens in her uh in in the show so you know it's it's, for sure it's obviously something that she's very aware of which i think is just so cool i think she came up like her pop star career came up alongside like lgbt nightlife for so long mm. that she is someone who who knows at least some of the references like even her first season the way she kind of talks about the c word is coming is a very american kind of <laughs> queer yeah. culture thing that a lot of yeah. people who aren't in that space just find particularly because the american Catherine uh, edwards clutching her pearls like sorry not the americans but americans in general have a very different relationship to that word as well so i remember totally. even when that aired i was like this is so funny because she's referencing someone that like is a phrase that's been used in like songs that are big in like LGBT culture and then it's these like kind of boring straight women who are like I can't believe you said this thing where I'm and off it's like you know what in some spaces it's the mo- it's the best thing you can be totally because it's an and she explains this it's, it's, it's an attitude right it's not an insult yeah. it's not you know it's uh it's an it's an attitude and I I really love that and she even I mean I have it here she has it on a necklace like a mood um and the trips like the trips are the height of all of the women are like, right, okay, I really need to to look good. And and her looks, Erica's looks in particular on the trips are so amazing because she, I think, is very aware of like her surroundings, where she is, what country she's in, you know, the designers of that maybe region or whatever it may be. Um, and again, that is also to do with, you know, the glam squad. She's got a damn lookbook and a mood board. Are there any trips on Housewives, like just actual trips themselves, like, that you've enjoyed in particular that you're like oh that because i always think amsterdam is kind of the pinnacle because of the iconic (laughs) restaurant scene but are there any trips on housewives of beverly hills that you've loved yeah it's actually funny i agree with the amsterdam thing and it's gas because uh jackie cox actually played lisa renna on on snatch game Mm -hmm. and i didn't i wasn't watching real housewives at the time but i knew that character i knew who that woman was and I knew that yeah. she had nailed it. Even though I didn't know, you know, I didn't watch the show, I knew that she had nailed Lisa Renna. So yeah, Amsterdam is is brilliant for, it's such an explosive season. And that trip is like balls to the wall, zero to a hundred the whole time. I loved Hong Kong. I thought Hong Kong was amazing with like both style and apparently Eden brought a glam squad or someone along with her to get her ready. And I have two words electric chair like seriously or another <laughs> word refund like I would want a refund um with that Mia Wallace wig but um the style in Hong Kong was was incredible even the the boat trip and the the restaurant you have like one day after another you don't get a break from the drama Lisa Rinna is there going why are people doing coke in your bathroom and everyone's Just before like, she left she's like I'm off tomorrow but before I go <laughs> yeah because in the in the confessional she's like you know what this is my last night in Hong Kong and I'm like yeah but not your last time ever seeing these women like what were you expecting in the reunion she's like I don't care I'm going all out you don't just get to do that and then leave and completely <laughs> remove yourself and it was so funny because we had had the whole thing with uh, PK who I hate it was you know PK had said that thing about Erica with the the underwear and the, the Mugler dress and so you'd, you'd had that you had had Eileen being like you know like he didn't murder your kid and we were like oh we know what you meant but also it Erica really lost her shit and then kind of all's quiet and it's like do you know what we're and Lisa Ren is like I'm gonna change the subject and it's not I'm gonna change the subject to like what nail polish are you wearing it's like I'm gonna change the subject and were people doing coke in your bathroom and everyone's like did did she I I think she said she said it she she said it um the Hong Kong episode is just I loved it I also loved the way Dorit and Erica had it out on the junk boat and it, and then now they're kind of mates but at the time they were really beefing and I just mm. it was that moment where Eric was like I'm gonna let this bitch have it I was like I love I remember eating that up and they but and to be fair Dorit was great at being the pot stirrer that first season she was on so I was yes. like this is terrific to watch yeah definitely and I think I think the kind of drama has changed with LVP leaving and then you have just like you know Teddy and Denise and it's just it's 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 a mess so I hope that even though Dorit's kind of quietened down a little bit I really hope that she will stir the pot a little bit and it's not I don't think it's I don't think Dorit comes from the same place as Lisa Renna does when she kind of shit stirs 
when Dorit was shit stirring in, in the, in her earlier seasons, it honestly just seemed to be that she didn't really have a filter. Like you couldn't actually stop her from shutting up because she just loved the sound of her own voice so much. Yeah. And I think you're right in the sense that Lisa Rinna is a little bit more self-aware about like, I need to come mm. in and do say this and this, whereas Dorit just seemed particularly the way she tried to coach Denise la- on her and Denise's last season, which just happened where she's like, no, Denise, if you stay and explain yourself, trust me, I've been where you've been with this group. I think she just had to learn the hard way how she came across. Whereas Rinna's like, okay, we're filming at 9am. I got to get this on the road. Like, yeah. it's just a different approach to being on camera. It's it's a job. Do you know what I mean? Rinna's like, when the cameras are on, they're on. And she knows exactly what Bravo, Andy, and the viewers want to see. And lover or hater, and, you know, you might be killing each other in the YouTube comments over it, but it makes it makes really good TV. And she's she's made a name for herself. Like she said, you know, she she is constantly reinventing herself. And I think she knew that she had to be this character in order to get the screen time, get the Instagram following, get the brand deals. And I mean, now she has her own brand, Rinna Beauty, which is a bit of a shit show. (laughs) And it's, it's diabolical. But I mean, we have to, you know, we have to give it to her. And she has... You know, it, it's, a, it's a total cash grab, but she owns it, as she says. I was going to ask you about Runa Beauty, actually, because Erica did like a collab with Too Faced a few years ago. And there's obviously the glam thing is a big part of what they all do. But Runa Beauty is the first time someone from Beverly Hills has really gone into like, I have my own makeup line kind of lane. What do you think of Runa Beauty? And do you, is there anyone on Housewives you'd love to see do a beauty line? I'm actually surprised it took her so long because celebrity beauty lines and makeup lines just seems to be like the new celebrity perfume. That's like the thing to do now. Um, I'm not a fan. I think it is a very obvious cash grab. I think it it makes sense because she's known for her lips. Yeah, sure. But it's like, just because you can come out with a brand doesn't really mean you should. You know, you can definitely <laughs> tell she's in it for the cash, not the pash. Um, she, she doesn't, you know, she, I don't really think she has a major love of, of cosmetics or anything like that. I don't know how far it's going to go. She says that she wants it to be a lifestyle brand and that she wants like every man, woman and child to have a, a Rinna beauty product. I'm like, okay, sis, like relax. Like you might have another spring, summer lip gloss collection and that'll probably be it. I actually don't know how it's doing. I don't think that any Irish fans of the show would really kind of buy into that. I, I think we're a little bit, you know wise to that I would love to see Garcelle with a makeup line now, Erica Jane yeah because I just think I mean her makeup is fabulous and you know Scott Barnes worked on her in earlier seasons and now it's um Andy or not Andy sorry um Preston makeup um, yeah so I think Erica's makeup is always fabulous and I love that she plays with color but I would really love to see more from Garcelle Garcelle has her own beauty page did you know this no she's oh my God. like Suzanne Jackson would want to hold on to her wig because Garcelle has a, a beauty blog basically on Instagram. She is coming for Rosie Connolly's gig. <laughs> what we need is So Sue with Garcelle. That's the next So Sue collab. <laughs> if she's listening, there you go, Suzanne. There's an idea. Maybe Garcelle is aiming herself towards that space long term, which is clever. Mm, but I actually think that it comes from, unlike Rena, I think it comes from a place of genuine love of of color and cosmetics. And I see that in her style. I see that in her makeup, even on the, it's a separate Instagram page. And she's like, you know, beauty is my world. She's not, she's, I thought it was a brand at first. And then I looked at the photos. It's not anything about a brand. It's literally just to showcase her, her makeup looks. And it's so wholesome. I love it. And I just think, I mean, I would love to see more black owned beauty brands mm-hmm. and, you know, um, black women be successful in that sphere so yeah I would I would love to see more from Garcelle I think that she would push out stuff that is really she would probably push a bit more boundaries with with makeup if she came out with a cosmetics line I would, I would love to see that I think it's interesting too because I've often seen a lot of like quite well-known black actresses say like even working in Hollywood the amount of times they'll go to work on a show or production as a guest or a regular or whatever and there won't be someone in the hair and makeup trailer that can work with black hair or that can yeah. will have enough makeup that will work with different skin tones. So I do think for someone like Garcelle, who has worked consistently for like 20, 25 years, if not longer in that business, I would say she has probably picked up an awful lot because I've even heard Nicole Byer talk about this. who's a very well-known comedian who's on big Netflix show. And she say, I'll go 
do a, a sitcom thing and they'll like they won't have someone in hair and makeup to work with me so like mm-hmm. I think this is a long-standing kind of disparity that sh- obviously shouldn't exist in that in that business right. and I would imagine like long-term stars like ourselves are like the amount of stuff I've had to learn because if I didn't do it for the show no one would be able to do it for me versus now at least on reality tv you can kind of click your fingers and hire your glam squad because you can kind of I'm sure expense it later on but I bet you Garcelle has picked up a lot out of necessity and actually Garcelle's makeup artist I was looking up on Instagram it's J Jewels Beauty amazing celebrity makeup artist she's she's based obviously in Beverly Hills um and all of her clients I think Garcelle seems to be the biggest name on her portfolio right um she does a lot of smaller like kind of influencers and singers all beautiful women of color like I mean they're stunning and and the makeup artist herself is is black and she really understands you know color and tones and and skin it's it's just absolutely stunning but that artist the makeup artist interestingly enough only has 6,000 followers and I don't mean only but I mean if you compare that to someone like Scott Barnes or Mm -hmm. um Glam Tech Steve, who does, I mean, he did the Rena beauty campaign. He did the intro looks for season 11 coming up for Dorit and Lisa Rena. It's it's so interesting to see, you know, she's she's not that big of a name yet. Hopefully she will be. So yeah, I think I think someone, I think it's high time that more women of women of color um got the stage that they deserve and the success that they deserve because of their art and their talent. And I would love to see that extended for someone like Garcelle, maybe through a beauty line. I just I love her looks. She's not afraid of color either, and she really mm. understands color both in uh, her clothes and her makeup. Yeah, I'm actually excited to see where Garcelle. I mean, I'm excited to see more of Garcelle this season in general. Mm-hmm. But you just know she's gonna like kill it in the interview looks as well. Yeah, for sure. Are you excited to see more of Garcelle? I am because I mean, I actually read an interview with her the other day where she said like, as difficult as it was to film another seat like another season because it was a pandemic, she said, well, mm. I actually got to spend a lot more time with the women because I think what happened previous season was Garcelle was cast a little bit late into the process of filming and she couldn't not do certain other projects and so they didn't have her for as much screen time and I think now we'll actually get to see her with the group in a a, that's why she was great at reunion I was like she has not got to mix with these women the same way they are because some of them have years of history together so I'm now excited for Garcelle to like kind of get down in the trenches and like really get to spend time with them so and I I thought she had a great first season considering she wasn't able to be in every single scene I thought she made a real impact so I'm like I'm all for it and I think she's also the fact that she wasn't afraid to kind of give Kyle a piece of her mind at reunion that in and of itself suggests that she's not gonna I mean personally I enjoy that for Kyle reasons for not being a fan of Kyle reasons person well I I don't mind Kyle but it was enjoyable to see someone step to a long-term character like that and say yes. oh, no actually I don't fuck with you for saying this and here's why like that that in itself is good tv yeah I thought that I thought that that was brilliant um I think I think she's great I do agree like I, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't see more of her and it kind of felt like you know the show needed her more than she needed the show because she was kind of like ah, oh, it's not like she was brushing it off being like I'm busy like she obviously had work commitments and family commitments as well but it was just like oh okay she's not here again or oh where is she and you would kind of worry that it would be like out of sight out of mind kind of thing which I did kind of experience with her as the show was um was being aired and then in the reunion she comes in you know all guns a blazing and I loved it so I am I am definitely excited to see more of her I think it was a pity that we didn't see more of her but I understand why and at first I was kind of like oh I don't know if she's that well suited to the show I don't know if she'll have like longevity who can say I think we'll only really know more in season 11 with her but I think Mm -hmm. she's definitely one to watch for both good tv calling it out as it is calling a spade a spade and for fashion as well so I'm, I'm excited to see more for sure are there any celebs or kind of I guess people in the orbit of these women that you would love to see on Beverly Hills like a dream cast member for you I was thinking about this I would love to see Dina Lohan <gasps> Lindsay Lohan's mother <gasps> has anyone has anyone said her yet I don't think they have uh, or maybe no. Oh, that's good. Ooh, I that's would good. love to see her. She was on Celebrity Big Brother in the States, I think maybe a yes. year or two ago, was it? Mm-hmm, um, she was. So she's not shy to reality TV. Yeah. Oh, she's, she had her own show on E. It's on Hey You, actually. Yeah. Living yeah, Lohan. Living Lohan, yeah. She's not, she's not shy to reality TV. I think she is also not shy to, like, 
scandal and drama and her name in the press kind of for all the wrong reasons as well um she I think she was she was done for drink driving or something recently as well so she's just she's she's a bit of a liability to be honest but I would I would watch it <laughs> like I would 100% watch it um I, I would love to see her yeah I just I need Denise gone and Dina Lohan put in her place instead <laughs> oh my god Denise coming back or is she over? No, she's over, no, right? Denise yeah. isn't coming back now. Yeah, oh, no more Jesus, Denise. So we've gotten um, Sutton is back. So, yeah, so Kathy Kilton, friend of a new, uh, I'm guessing full time housewife called Crystal Kong Minkoff. She's in the mix. Mm-hmm. Garcelle is back and Sutton is back as a friend of. And there's all sorts of stories that Sutton is really having issues with everybody. I'm like, great, it's reality TV. Someone has to have an issue with someone. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. Yeah, Sutton's a weird one. I. I I mean, I I wouldn't want her as a friend. I wouldn't really want her at, at a at a party of mine either. I feel like you would never know what she's gonna come out with, but she she does make quite good TV. So I I imagine that season eleven will be something similar. I love asking people this, and I feel like even though you only watch one housewife show, you watch one that has very good tagline. So I'm taglines, I should say. So I'm curious <laughs> if you were on Housewives, what would your tagline be? So I thought about this. I hate. All of the ones that I came up with, I couldn't really commit to any of them, but we're we're going to go with one anyway. I'm not like a linguist. We're not creative here, but my tagline would be <clears throat> as I hold like a diamond or something. She's beauty. She's grace, but she's also serving face and makeup is my weapon of choice. Oh, that's very good. Mm. I really like the end of oh, the end line. She's yeah. not messing around with that one. No, it was either that. It was going to be that. Do you want to know my alternative one? Of course. This is, uh, this was my alternative one, which I mean, isn't super, you know, I don't think many people would really get it. But now that you know that I'm from the back arse middle of nowhere in Dundalk, I'm the border <laughs> housewife you won't want to get on the wrong side of. I feel like that would be a bit more if I was on New Jersey, though. Like I would be like flipping tables in a Gucci belly top. That would be me. <laughs> Did you say I'm the board housewife? The border housewife. Oh, border. The I couldn't. Border. Okay, yes, yes. No, it was just the line because I kind of, oh, the board. Oh, you mean border. Okay, yeah. that Both both work, to be fair. That mm. could be one season, then the next. Okay, yeah. very good. Yeah. I love when people have thought about it before you ask. They're like, <laughs> yeah, I have a few options. <laughs> yeah. A, B, C, or D. Another thing I'd love to ask as well is uh, this ultimate fantasy now, particularly when we're still in lockdown. Uh, you're having a dinner party tomorrow. You can invite five people from Real Housewives. We can be friends of. It can be husbands. It can be the Real Housewives themselves. Anyone from that universe. What five people are you inviting and why? Oh my God. Oh, that's such a good question. Okay, five from Beverly Hills. Well, first of all, I want Kevin Lee to host it and organize the party obviously she 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 she. uh he's he's not I'm not counting him as a guest but I definitely want him hosting it and Bernie Adrian's chef uh catering it so that Vanderpump will lose her mind um okay so I would have I would have LVP okay I would have Rena all right I would have Kyle (laughs) <laughs> oh <laughs> i didn't think you'd say kyle i want a chaotic dinner party sorry i shouldn't <laughs> okay. say i'm not here for like you know a nice time i'm here to see tables being flipped connor okay. um, so who did i say <laughs> rena lvp kyle kyle uh did i say someone else no, that's the three you said so far. You've oh. got a few people on the sidelines organizing the event, but this is yes, for sorry, yes. tape, dinner table. <laughs> yes. Um, I would have... Ooh. Oh, my God. Who else would I have? I'm like, I, I suddenly, like, I'm like Mariah Carey. I suddenly can't read. I suddenly can't think. <laughs> uh, I would have Erica Jane, for sure. And I would maybe have that crazy psychic medium from Camille's party. Alison Dubois. Yeah, Alison Dubois, or <laughs> depending on her availability, the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. That's who. That would be my party, and it would be a shit show, and I would love every single minute of it. I feel like you you mainly want answers around what happened with Kyle and LVP and Rena. Like that's mm-hmm. actually why you're hosting that dinner. Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely, and Erica Jane for the style, and for like the way she'll just watch everything unfold, and then like. And Erin just say one, one very sly cutting remark that it tells you she's been paying attention to everything. Oh, Erica Jane does not miss a beat. She doesn't say very much, but when she does, she doesn't miss a beat. 
we've talked a good bit about just one Real Housewives city. You mentioned there that you've seen a little bit of New York. Are you thinking of furthering your education in the Real Housewives <laughs> arts with more cities? Like, would you like, have you got one in mind that you want to go to? Yes, attending the University of Real Housewives, uh, 100%. I'm now going to be committed to see I don't want to dip in and out of different seasons and get them you know mixed up and muddled I can't commit like that but I want to go all in to pretty much all of the franchises definitely in the states anyway I know I've heard great things about like Sydney and uh is there Vancouver or Toronto a Canadian Vancouver one? Vancouver there's yeah. two yeah Vancouver and Toronto but Vancouver is amazing yes that's the one that I've heard great things about but I'm gonna I wanted to start off with Beverly Hills because I felt like I actually knew of quite a lot of the characters already and the cast members um New York is definitely who I'm going into next I'll probably actually start that this weekend um <gasps> and I I have actually seen seen I think three or four episodes so I understand that like I mean, I know Bethany was also, I recognize Bethany from the couple of cameos she did in, in Beverly Hills, but I yeah. do already know that like it's very different and I'm kind of prepared for that. Like from what I've gathered from the little bit that I've seen of New York is that first of all, the, the, the drag race season one filter is real <laughs> on the earlier, yeah. the earlier season. It looks rough. Yeah. It, yeah I mean but but I think once you know how long ago it was filmed it's like okay whatever like I get it um and I do think that like context is important so I know some people say like oh just watch it from like season three onwards but I'm like no I can't do that like I'm all or nothing <laughs> I want to know the, the history of all of it so yeah I think the it seems to be like a little bit more maybe I won't say highbrow but like the humor is quite different the drama is also quite different just from what I've seen from two or three episodes and also the wealth is super different right because you have like obviously million dollar penthouse apartments and Georgian townhouses in New York that they're not living you know terribly by any means but it's not it's not the same kind of mansion that we're used to in Beverly Hills so I think the display of wealth is quite different uh, which I think yeah. is, is really interesting. So I'm very excited to go into New York next properly. I might see if I can drag my boyfriend into watching it with me again. It might be kind of nostalgic for him, but I'm, I am I just love it. Now that I've found a show like it, I'm like, it's such good escapism. It, it isn't, it mm. isn't, right? Like it's great escapism, yes. But there's also plot twists and narratives that you mm. that like are you really have to kind of concentrate on. So I like it. it it's good. It's good. I'm so excited for you to discover <laughs> New York properly. Oh my god, you're gonna die. Maybe you'll have me back in a, a couple of months. We can do a deep dive into into New York. Oh, like I'm gonna hold you to that. Although I love how you said a couple of months, <laughs> and I'm like, there's like 12 seasons, but yeah, it'll only take you a couple of months. Oh, and me. there's a new one coming <laughs> some point this summer as well. Oh my, oh. So that's that's actually what I'm really excited about with uh Beverly Hills obviously because I've seen it and then I guess with New mm -hmm. York with uh and you've touched on this before with other podcasts filming through COVID and stuff and how that's gonna yeah. you know, the challenges that that brings so yeah I'm definitely excited to see that with Beverly Hills and I'm even more excited to deep dive into New York although I can imagine that I'll be watching like a really old episode being like why aren't people wearing masks why aren't they social distancing before we wrap up if people want to check you out online where can they do so uh Instagram is definitely the best place to find me it is at Gracie O'Connell that's G-R-A-C-E-Y uh, and I do makeup stuff I do skincare stuff lots of beauty uh I actually have two very incredibly low budget and mediocre reels uh mimicking and lip syncing to the the first two seasons of the beverly hills intros so uh that that's there as well but yeah if you're into if you're into real housewives there's a little bit of that as well but mostly beauty stuff and what's uh just because there's so many amazing people working in the kind of beauty and makeup space on instagram now and putting so much work into their content like yourself what are the best like what are ways that we as just kind of instagram users can best support that kind of work is it like liking and commenting is it saving a post is it sending to a friend like what are the little hacks that we can do yeah to help people out that we like on instagram it's funny like i should probably read into the algorithm and how it's screwing everyone over a little bit more um but from what i can gather I mean, everyone's engagement is kind of up Shit's Creek now lately, but saving, I guess, helps as well. Commenting is huge, even just not even for like the boost of figures or anything like that. But like, I just, I live for the engagement, like the DMs, the chats, the comments, I, I live for it. So reply to everyone. Like I have the chats with everyone. So um, whether it's Real Housewives, Beauty, whatever, but yeah, you can save, saving posts seems to be the, the best option. 
Um, and then just have in the chats in the comments. I'd love to see it. Okay, that challenge accepted, everybody. Like that is our goal. We're commenting, we're DMing. If you do <laughs> not immediately after hitting stop, stop recording, put like a million fire emojis under my last <laughs> 10 Instagram posts, I'm going to be very annoyed. <laughs> I'm going to just like do the clap emoji under every post you've yes. done. And you'll be like, there, thanks, Connor. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, that's me told. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, Gracie, you have a lot of Real Housewives homework to do, so I don't think I should keep you any longer. But it has been a blast going through Beverly Hills with you, and I'm excited for you to go on the New York journey. Thank you very much for coming on housewives and me thank you so much for having me and for listening that was gracie o'connell on housewives and me thank you so much to gracie for joining me that was like you know sometimes i go god will i get enough out of just talking about one city and like (laughs) this really can sometimes it amazes me that i talk about more than one city like with other guests because we cover so much like in the hour but anyway that was such a blast and make sure you check out gracie on instagram she is super talented as well if you enjoyed what you heard today and you're listening on apple podcasts i'd really appreciate a rating and a review it helps so much with getting the uh word of mouth out there about the show and no matter what platform you're on you can like or subscribe follow etc brand new episodes come out every tuesday and you don't want to miss it make it a part of your tuesday routine whether it's over a cup of coffee or i don't know even just before bed who knows anyway until next time thank you so much for all your lovely messages and support and for listening have a great week stay safe and i'll talk to you soon bye